Hi, this is Lindsey Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, March 25th. On this week's edition, we're going to talk about Tom Cotton being a jerk during the Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation hearings, the latest on lawsuits related to voting in Arkansas, the Dumas mass shooting, a potential COVID resurgence on the horizon, and more. I'm joined by Max Brantley. Hello. Well, so first, we need to talk about the biggest story of the week course and that was arkansas beating gonzaga did you watch i watched every i, I watched every minute of it i i've become a, a late blooming arkansas fan all right they, they play uh, they play some hellacious defense yeah i uh, i mean defense and and free throws is a recipe for success in, in the ncaa well, tournament well, that, but that game against uh, the previous game was New Mexico, one of the most State. awful, one of the most awful basketball games ever. I mean, neither team could buy a basket, but 20, 22 or 25 free throws. <laughs> that was pretty swell. Yeah. <laughs> JD Note's stat line from last night is ridiculous to look at. It's like he took 29 shots to get 22 points. Yeah. No. He was, he was like two for 11 and three. <laughs> yeah. But it worked out. No, it all it all worked out. Well, Gonzaga wasn't shooting too well anyway, and I got I got to credit the Hogs' defense on that. I guess. Yeah. Well, excited about Saturday. Wow, Duke. <laughs> I mean, they're not that great this year, but I, I'm guessing they'll be up for it. Yeah, no, they they got some ballers. All right. Well, onto the news uh, led by Tom Cotton showing his ass during the uh, Katanji Brown Jackson hearings. He's running for president, and uh, I don't know if you wrote this or I saw this somewhere on Twitter. I, I did not catch his appearance, but uh, someone said that he uh, just sort of spewed out a lot of what would be nonsense to anyone who didn't watch Fox News. Well, he he tried to make mountains out of legal molehills. Uh, I mean, some departure from sentencing guidelines on a a, a child pornography case, which many other judges had done. He tried to bl- cast her as soft on crime, tried to and really misused her participation in, in representing some people being held in Guantanamo and tried to claim that she'd called George Bush a war criminal. And it's, it, it, I mean, the expl- it just wasting time on the explanation is pointless. It was just dishonest misleading and and things that are fine points of law something that tom cotton who is a lawyer knows better than just he just put it down to oh well you're just drawing distinctions on legal gobbledygook well no she was just strong drawing distinctions on the law and and she had to you know she had to correct him and others several times they asked these crazy leading questions that had nothing to do with being a judge it was all as several people have said Perform political performance art designed to get sound bites on Fox News, and and to a degree that was acceptable. And what and I suspect they've had some success in branding her permanently. She will be confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court, and so she'll have to carry some marks from this for the rest of her life. And it's unfortunate because she's supremely qualified. It's a it's a sad thing, but. That's what uh, it's boiled down to. But once again, in addition to being a dishonest jerk, 
I mean, Cotton really showed himself. I mean, he was condescending. He was rude. He interrupted her. He made snide remarks. And she maintained grace throughout. I, he, he finally, after it was all over, was really not happy with the media coverage that, that I think showed him and the others for what they were, which were jackasses. And he said, oh, it's just propaganda. I, he couldn't believe what a soft ride she was getting. And so I, I don't, just don't think it worked very well. I don't, I, undoubtedly, he has supporters who love to see him beat up on a black woman. But, but I, I can't see where he helped himself very much with that. There were uh, even a few Republican senators who thought it was over the top. Since we're talking about the Supreme Court, we, we may as well talk about the Clarence. Uh, what an incredible story. I mean, that, that uh, uh, Bob Woodward and, and Robert Costa broke. Uh, they got access to some of the limited material that Mark Meadows, the former White House chief of staff, has provided to the January 6th committee. And it includes a bunch of emails from Jenny Thomas, Clarence's Thomas's wife, who is well known to be a batshit crazy conservative activist but writing and encouraging Meadows that they had to take charge and overturn this election, that something had to be done. Well, you know, again, you can't hold a judge responsible for their spouse, I say as a spouse of a judge. And to a great degree, that's true, but she's awfully involved in things that are very close to the White House and to matters that come before the Supreme Court. In this particular case, we now know with a certainty that Clarence Thomas voted on the Supreme Court to prevent materials being given to this committee that included emails from his wife. Do we know he knew that material included communications by her with Mark Meadows? We don't know that, but it defies belief given how often they've talked about how close they are in outlook that they didn't talk about this. And and so you had the sole vote on against turning over this material from a guy whose wife's materials were in the stuff he voted to withhold. It looks terrible. He's in the hospital, supposedly. They're not talking about his condition. Uh, he shouldn't come within a mile of another case related to election contests, but but I'm sure he will continue to do so. And there really isn't, apart from impeaching him, there's not really anything you can do about it. All right, let's move on. Uh, There are a number of lawsuits related to Republican efforts to advantage themselves. Uh, There's uh, a federal suit that we talked about last week related to congressional redistricting. There's been some developments on that. There uh, were some, uh, there was a case before uh, Wendell Griffin uh, r- regarding um, uh, access to to the ballot voter restrictions, and then there's a, a new lawsuit on redistricting in Pulaski County Circuit Court. So give us updates. All on right. Well, lawsuit. well, we now have a state lawsuit to go with a federal lawsuit over the congressional redistricting plan which both those lawsuits focus on what was done in the second congressional district, which is moving black voters out who were in Pulaski County and replacing them with white voters from Cleveland County. There's no reason this was done except to dilute black voting strength in Pulaski County. The Republicans, of course, didn't admit that, but there is no other explanation for it. I think the difference between these two suits is is kind of critical. 
and and it'll be interesting to how it evolves. State law, state lawsuit is only brought under the Arkansas Constitution, and and I've been told that some of the people behind this lawsuit thought a federal suit was a bad idea because it also raises constitutional questions, but it also raises a violation of the Voting Rights Act. <laughs> and there's some fear that the emerging Supreme Court position is that it's just about impossible to sue for any reason under the Voting Rights Act, including racial discrimination, which is everybody thought was the one thing you still could sue under. And if there's ever a clear case of, of diluting black voter strength, this is it. So we'll see. Uh, there's going to be a three-judge panel uh, to the, that will that will hear the federal case because that's the law when you have a case that challenges constitutionality of a state statute. And this is where it kind of gets another interesting angle. The case was drawn by Jim Moody, uh, Jay Moody, who who was the Democratic appointee, but two other judges will be appointed by the chief judge of the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. That happens to be Levinsky Smith, who's from Arkansas. He happens to be a black man. He happens to be a rock rib Republican. And so who he appoints, and one of them will have to be a circuit court judge, uh, will be very interesting. Will he put Republican Federalist Lee Rudofsky as another district judge on it? Will he put, there's, I think, only one Democratic judge on the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals and a bunch of far-right Republican conservatives on there. So he could stack this panel in a way that uh, it's uh, sympathetic to uh, the Republican cause in these cases. Not not that any judge would ever do that, of course. So that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, so far, no action either one. The state wants Wendell Griffin, who issued an 86-page opinion explaining why he struck down some four laws that are meant to make it more difficult to vote, particularly by absentee. And uh, the state wants him to lift that injunction, and I, he won't do it. Uh, he hadn't responded there, at least to let this election go forward, the primary election go forward with the new laws. He won't do it. And then they'll file an emergency appeal to the Arkansas Supreme Court, and we'll see what happens there. Hard to say. But once again, I mean, Wendell Griffin is exactly right. These laws were passed without evidence of any voter fraud necessity to make it harder to vote, to make it harder to and a shorter deadline to file absentee ballots. And these these methods have been used in other states successfully to suppress absentee voting, which happens to be used more often by Democratic voters, particularly by poor people and people of color. And that's the idea. And Griffin struck it down. And we will see where it goes with the Arkansas Supreme Court, which is trended uh, conservative in recent years and also very, very often likely to uphold the wishes of the legislature. Uh, moving on, uh, a, a week ago, or I guess it was on Saturday or Sunday, uh, there was a shooting in Dumas. One person is dead and uh, more than 25 were injured, including small children. Well, this was a terrible thing, and it, it, it's, you know, it, it stirred up so many related angles. Race, this is a predominantly event attended by African-Americans, guns, and, and the uh, instant response from the right-wing crazies that, oh, you couldn't pass any law to do anything that would prevent this sort of thing. And I thought the state police director, Bill Bryant, 
really made a miscue in which he said this was not a mass shooting event. This was a case where two guys got in a fight and some other people got wounded. Well, 28 people shot some mass shooting event in my estimation. And it's a very clear illustration of what's wrong with the ready availability of semi-automatic or perhaps weapons converted to be automatic weapons out in, at large. I do think it is true, although we don't have all the details yet, that it's most likely, as it's been described, two guys got in a fight and they both had guns and started shooting and there were a lot of people around. And when you start firing a lot of shots off quickly, people who are nearby are going to get hit. And children as young as 19 months old got struck. One person was killed. And, and by account so far, the person who was killed standing in a food line and was not a part of the dispute. At least that's what we know so far. And so far, nobody's been arrested in the killing. Uh, you know, I don't agree that the argument that there's nothing can be done holds much water. Uh, we, we may yet find out that this was uh, guns that were used were obtained without background checks in sales that are exempted from background check laws. We may find out that Somebody who used a gun here was under domestic protection order and shouldn't have been legally allowed to obtain weapons if he obtained them legally. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that in a state where the, the official political posture is, is that we have essentially what they call constitutional carry. You can carry a gun anywhere, anytime, concealed or unconcealed. And that's just the way it goes. And we also now have this stand your ground law, license to kill law, which Everybody thinks everybody else is armed and you take a gun wherever. And if somebody says something you don't like, you plug them. And when you start plugging, innocent people get hit. So it's uh, it was a sad thing. And no solutions in sight and perhaps no arrest in sight. It was a week ago and they charged one person with, with battery. And he was somebody who was wounded. So I... I'm guessing he must have had a gun, too, and got wounded, whether he was the central player in, in the gunfight. We just don't know. We're in something of a COVID lull. I think a, a lot of people are who've, who've uh, worn masks and kept their distance have eased their guards a little bit. Um, but public health experts, including at UAMS, warn that this may be temporary. Well, uh, there is a new variant circulating, and it's caused some rise in cases in some other places, but not yet in Arkansas. And people's immunity is waning, those who've had it or, or those who've had shots. And so that presents some potential problems. And the UAMS said they think we're going to still have a fairly significant number of cases. And Arkansas, by the way, is currently fourth in the country in the rate of new cases. I mean, we haven't exactly put an end to it. They don't be, seem to be as serious of cases as my wife's case proves. She wasn't sick at all. And our hospital counts are way down at, at nearly the lowest they've been since early in the pandemic. But they warn that uh, things could change and that it certainly makes sense to get, get immunized, which a lot of people of Arkansas are not doing. And the federal money to provide free shots is, is run out. And so that's a problem. They say, you know, you probably still in certain circumstances ought to think about wearing a mask. And I'm kind of following that rule, although I forgot yesterday and I, I'm getting as bad as anybody else. I walked in the grocery store without one on and 
I felt bad about it, but nobody else in there had one on either. So, so we were all exposing each other. So, and they warned that schools and others ought to be ready for a potential upsurge. It might require return to more, more careful measures, but, uh, Right now, the trend is in the right direction, although we still have a lot of people dying. All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Well, I probably should add an asterisk to what I said last week about the Gilded Age. The plot is even stupider than I thought, but <laughs> but, but I'm still kind of liking it. I, despite all that, I'm just kind of taken in by the settings and stuff. Uh, and so anyway, so I wanted to say that I want to recommend don't watch Ben Affleck's Deep Water. I watched it last last night and I just thought it was tedious. Some of the story about, well, anyway, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It was a, it wasn't a, originally released in theaters, which probably was a sign. And it's out on, I guess, Hulu now or something. And it's a, about a cheating wife and a husband who kills the people she cheats with and I don't know. It just Isn't it based on, on a Patricia Highsmith novel? Yeah, it's based on a Patricia Highsmith book. So anyway, I I can't recommend it. But this is a funny thing, but I just want to give a kind word to Edwards Food Giant, the grocery store, and the one I'm thinking of specifically is up on Mississippi and Tanglewood. It's just a real grocery store. It's very clean. It's organized in a way you can understand. It has most everything you need. Not all the specialty items, but it just seems like a conventional grocery store. But the reason I really love them is for this reason, and it's very important to me, that they always have frozen baby peas. Huh. Kroger never does. And big peas are terrible, and baby peas are better, and you can always get them in Edwards. And for that, I, and I go there almost for that reason alone, so I can stock up on baby peas. Because when you have mashed potatoes and peas and meatloaf, you got to have baby peas. So that that's all. I that, Edwards for frozen baby peas. That, that is that is the narrowest uh, endorsement that <laughs> yet. Uh, well, I'll, I'll sort of follow suit and uh, recommend a subgenre. Uh, 